Good day, everybody. This is Anthony Pudlow, Vice President of Professional Affairs with the Iowa Pharmacy Association, and welcome everybody to today's Board of Pharmacy podcast series. I'm following the open session of the Iowa Board of Pharmacy that was held on Wednesday, November 2nd, 2016. I'm joined here today by Andrew Funk, the Executive Director with the Iowa Board of Pharmacy, to have some discussion about what was really discussed today at the board and what we kind of plan to see things move forward um, based on some of the actions of the board today. So, Andrew, it was definitely a very active board meeting today with a lot of dialogue, I would say, around some of the either pre-filing notices from the board um, for the upcoming legislative session, but also a lot of open, um, or excuse me, a lot of uh, notices of intended action, meaning that there are some proposed rule changes. Um, what I might actually ask for a, a starting point is, is I know probably the biggest one that's been on the board's agenda right now has been implementing rules around naloxone distribution. Um, can you maybe speak to what um, happened today with the emergency um, a notice of intended action? Yeah, it, 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 this is this is kind of a unique situation for our board. We have, the board has the authority to, in certain circumstances, um, file file an emergency adoption so that once the once the board rules on, um, on the rules, they become immediately effective rather than go back through the, the ARC uh, or the Administrative Rules Review Committee. So in this, in this case, the board determined that um, given the crisis, the opioid crisis, it would make make the most sense for for public safety to to uh, file these um, with an emergency adoption. And I think it's important to know for listeners to to hear that it wasn't. Um, kind of a quickly pulled together process. I think as we talked on the last podcast series is that um, the board have been working very closely with the public health department on um, drafting a standing order and kind of the process and procedures for moving forward with this. Um, I know the board has already moved forward in educating pharmacies with some of that uh, early um, understanding of what that standing order looked like. Could you maybe speak, I, I think there was a couple comments that were collected um, from the board. Can you maybe just speak what the board's discussion might have been on the comments from it was I believe the Iowa Medical Society as well as as IPA. Yeah, the, the board reviewed those those uh, comments and actually during during the discussion today, uh, the board decided to strike the requirement for pharmacists to maintain uh, continuing education regarding naloxone um, after they've completed a a one hour um, CE program for an initial um, for their initial ability to. To dispense it. Okay. So yeah, that was definitely that was discussion that it seemed like the board had on its own. Um, the comments I think I heard was that the medical society was very supportive right. of of the proposed language. Um, I believe our comments we were supportive as well, but we had some maybe just some issues around some of the reporting requirements oh, right. yep. that um, I know pharmacies that participate are going to have to. Um, complete an assessment um, of patients, and regardless if the patient is deemed necessary to receive the naloxone or not, that report would have to be, or that assessment form would have to be faxed or communicated to the public health department. So, but you're right though that that education piece was, I think, a very um, uh, uh, important piece that was actually stricken from the proposed rules. So, so Andrew, you're saying with the emergency adoption, then we would imagine these rules would take effect. Is that today, tomorrow? What What's the process or the exact date that you understand that that would take effect? The, the, these would take effect tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah, November okay. 3rd. 
Um, and I, I just know there's going to be a lot of education around it. And I would just say I know the Board of Pharmacy is planning quite a bit of education and outreach on this and ongoing education, um, as well as IPA. We actually have slated Andrew to speak um, at our 222 webinar that would be occurring next week that would be regarding um, what the standing order looks like and some of the ins and outs of um, that process. So I know that'll be available for IPA members and anybody else that wanted to listen to that and recorded to learn a little bit more about the, 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 the details of the standing order and the rules that we've been talking about. Otherwise, actually, Andrew, I think one of the other things that was um, interesting to hear the dialogue on was some uh, proposed um, uh, a language in a bill that the board would put forward for changes to the Iowa Code in Chapter 124 regarding the prescription drug monitoring program. And um, before we maybe get into some of the details on that, can you just maybe walk me through, uh, give me a better understanding um, as a regulatory agency, as the board, you guys have to pre-file maybe earlier than others. Is that correct? Or is that, can you maybe speak to that process? Yeah, for, for the board, we have to go through our through the state's um, legislative um, process when we file. So our, our, our bills are due much earlier than, um, than, than outside state government agencies are due. So we typically will have to pre-file all of our legislative um, proposals by the end of November, some sometime between between Thanksgiving and the end of November. Wow. So yeah, the, and in that case, then groups like IPA and other uh, professional organizations file the bills much later. Right. Um, and so yes, so the board then had some active dialogue on this PMP component. Um, could you maybe speak about some of the, the areas that you saw maybe some of the most di most dialogue on this? I think one of the areas I saw was the board was really having some active discussion on unsolicited reports, since right now that's not necessarily an opportunity um, for, for individuals, or there is, it's, it's a maybe a more um, tedious process to solicit that kind of information, but could you maybe speak to that component that's been pre-filed, or at least been proposed in the pre-filed bill? Yeah, so so what we're what we're proposing is is this idea of the the board um, sending out reports that uh, that would be based on some sort of algorithm, uh, whether it be a patient who has you know visited, for example, uh, three physicians, three pharmacies, and has received you know X number of morphine equivalents within a within a certain time frame. So. These kinds of things would then be generated. It would be reviewed by a pharmacist uh, at the board office, and then that information would be distributed to not not the not the profile, but rather rather just the name and just just something to to um, promote the prescriber and the pharmacist to to uh, go ahead and run a PMP report on that individual. Okay. Other pieces that I can recall from the conversation is that there was. Um, uh, questions about you know getting other information from other potentially prescribers that dispense out of their clinic or even veterinarian veterinarians other kind of pro pro providers that dispense. So what was the proposed language uh, yeah. around that yeah. as well, or how would that how would those individuals would they be now included in the PMP? Right. So so right now our 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 PMP records um, dispensings from pharmacies in in the, the general community settings. So we exclude any. Uh, long-term care dispensings. We exclude hospital dispensings. And we've always excluded prescriber dispensing. So prescribers would not be required to report anything that they dispense to patients for, for patient use. So this would include samples. It would include um, if the prescriber does on a regular basis or even on a periodic basis dispense controlled substances. That information wouldn't be available for, for uh, other 
other prescribers or, or pharmacists to view when they're making a decision on whether or not to either prescribe or dispense a controlled substance. And the other other thing that I know, and I'm trying to recall the history on this, but I know several years ago the board had passed legislation that had allowed the PMP to connect with neighboring state PMPs as well as Kansas. Um, there was discussion on maybe updating that or revising that component. Can you speak to that, Andrew? Yeah. So so right now, um, I think last uh, well a couple of years ago, we we were able to interconnect with our border states in the state of Kansas for our PMP so that someone who is practicing in Minnesota would, would be able to access Iowa information without having an Iowa logon. So this, this idea, we get a lot of requests from, from out-of-state pharmacies for, for user registrations. This would, this would allow um, us to connect with, with any state that utilizes the, the PMP Connect through NAVP. So that one logon uh, would would then give that that provider the information nationwide, as opposed to just seeing what could potentially be a, just a, a regional dispensing yeah, history. Definitely, that that's I, I think that's something that even most practitioners in the state that we've heard from um, have always kind of been intrigued that our PMP only allows connecting or neighboring states in Kansas and not necessarily all all states. So. Um, so yeah, I, I, I really thank you for, for the time. I, I think the only other thing I would just ask, Andrew, I know the board had a lot of other proposed rules um, that came forward um, that I'm sure you're going to be looking for feedback from practitioners. Can you maybe just speak to how, how a practitioner or a pharmacy may be able to submit comments to some of these upcoming uh, um, proposed rules that the board voted on today? Yeah, absolutely. There's, there's several ways you can do that. We'll obviously always um, receive comments in written form. If you want to email me directly, you can email Terry Wachowski. Um, certainly that's, that's a, a, a fine way of doing that. You can also um, relay your, your comments to IPA um, and then they can, they can relay those comments on to us. The other option is you can go online to uh, rules.iowa.gov and, and find the, uh, the rules that have been noticed and then, and then submit your, your uh, comments through there. Those comments are then um, reviewed by the Rules Committee. They're also reviewed by the full board and changes are, are, are made based on the, on the feedback. Well, thank you, Andrew, for your time. It looks like it's going to be a pretty busy legislative session with some of the discussion we've already had here today at the board meeting. Um, plus, I know IPA's Board of Trustees is currently meeting today as well um, to discuss the legislative priorities of the association as well. So I encourage everybody that's listening to um, continue to uh, uh, watch for Board of Pharmacy and IPA communications as it's, like we said, going to be a pretty busy um, legislative session and your relationships with your local legislators are going to be very important um, at this in this next year and I'm sure many of them are going to be coming to you asking questions around some of these uh, potentially changes that are coming forward so thank you everybody for your time today I would just encourage you um, that our next podcast series is going to occur in early January the next board of pharmacy meeting occurs on January 4th to 5th with open session being on the 5th most likely um, I will also just update you again and remind all of you that um, IPA has been working um, so that in 2017 our podcast series will all be be approved as pharmacy law continuing education for pharmacists and technicians so that'll all be included as part of your IPA membership bucket for relicensure recertification and then there'll be options for for non-members also to obtain that as CE as well so thank you very much for listening in to today's podcast series and uh, hope you have a great day